from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Hello and welcome to Dartmouth Digest. I'm Phil Devitt, editor of The Chronicle. And I'm Amy Chevroli, Standard Times reporter, and I cover Dartmouth and UMass Dartmouth. We're here bringing you episode four of the show that will revolutionize America and the world uh, at some point in the future. Not yet. We're getting there. Um, the show all about Dartmouth, Massachusetts, and uh, the things we see in here as we're out and about in the community doing reporting for our respective publications. We regularly have these conversations uh, over our cubicles, and uh, now the premise is we have microphones in front of us. Let's just chat. And today, we are privileged to have a very special guest in the studio with us, who is a lifelong Dartmouth resident and a Dartmouth High School senior, Abigail Michaud. Welcome to Dartmouth Digest. Good to have you with us. Hey, Phil. Hey, Amy. See, this isn't so bad, right? It's okay. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, what brings you here, I guess, is the first question I would ask you. Well... I mean, first, I, I intern here, and I've had a really, really good experience here so far. I've been here all year, every other day, and I just really love it here, and when you guys asked me to be on this, I thought it'd be really interesting. Yes, so we, we actually begged and pleaded for <laughs> Abby to come and be on the show. That's the big reveal here, and uh, I mean, Dartmouth High School senior, but you feel it feels to me like you're part of the staff, because we see you here in the newsroom so often. And you've always got the notebook with you. You're ready to, you're ready to get the scoop. Um, what's this whole process been like for you being among the reporters and editors here? It's been really a learning experience. I mean, even though it's a class for me and I have to write down everything that I do, it really just everything that I've learned here, I've been able to apply to real life. Like, even acting as a reporter and going out with Amy and seeing how she interacts with people, when I had to go out by myself, I pretty much did what she did and kind of just asked questions and waited and hoped for the best answers. Right. And so, you know, you, you, I don't know about you, Amy, but out in the community or even among friends and family, you try to describe what you do for a living. Um, and people sort of understand what it what goes into journalism but there's so much more to it um i guess this is a question for both of you but is there anything abby that has surprised you about newspaper land that you weren't expecting before you walked in the door it's a lot darker than i thought it was going to be especially working with kurt on the police reports like i didn't realize that um I, I guess that all these towns and cities surrounding us have a dark side to them. I had no idea until Kurt told me what he could scrape up from the bottom. And Yeah, and you're talking about Kurt Brown, who is our crimes and courts reporter extraordinaire, who uh, sees it all. And uh, uh, talking about the dark side, do you, do you also mean that we have dark sides uh, as, as the journalists who work here? Oh, yeah. I could, <laughs> I could see that. But that's great. You know, we, we've loved having you here. Um, journalism, obviously, hey, you're, you've got, you know, four years of college, I presume, coming up. 
is this a thing you might want to explore down the line or do we want to go the complete opposite route and become, you know, I don't know, make pottery for a living or something? What do you want to do with your life? Well, I, before I did this internship, I really had, I don't want to say no interest in journalism, but I, it was little. And then I came in and I just started going with you guys, like shadowing you guys. And it's just become really, really interesting. So I'm going to um, Emerson College and I want to major in writing literature and publishing. So I really just want to be an editor for books or if I end up being an editor for like a newspaper, that'd be pretty cool too. That's awesome. Well, you got the skills. You got the skills, kid. And we're, we're happy you're here. But you do a lot more as well when you're not here. Can you give us a sense of what your, you know, your typical week is like? How many different things are you involved in? Well, I'm a part of the Dartmouth High Marching Band and Indoor Percussion. So I think that takes up my Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and even Mondays at some points. And I'm also a part of the National Honor Society, and we do a lot of community service work. I saw you just last week at the Valentine's Day dance at the Council on Aging, mm-hmm. which was a hoot. Were you out in the dance? You didn't get on the dance floor and dance, though, did you? Maybe a little bit, but little I bit. just, I was washing the dishes in the back. Yeah, you had the important task of clearing the surfaces for people to eat on, which was a key uh, uh, component of this particular uh, dance. But that was, that was awesome. It was awesome to see you there and to see everybody. I mean, old and young, they all had a great time at that thing. So kudos to you and the National Honor Society for putting that on. Thanks. Uh, but, but one thing in particular I thought we could talk about, given that you're fresh off of it, is indoor percussion. Uh, you just had the big show over the weekend, the big home show. How'd it go? We got an 86.85, I believe. And I think for a first show, that's really high. That's fantastic. Was that the first show of the season? Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, obviously, Dartmouth High is known for its great themes when it comes to shows. What's this year's indoor percussion theme? So it's called Outside the Box, and basically we're all dolls. Just um, it's at night when the mall closes, and we just come out, come alive, and it's really. I think it's really funny. Are you a doll? I'm a mixture of a store worker, but at night I'm a doll. I don't know how that, but it's really interesting and creative. So you're playing this role, but of course, what's really driving this is the performance. So you're also playing an instrument at the same time. Mm -hmm. What do you play? I play the vibraphone. Have you played the vibraphone all the way through your tenure with the band? I had um, the, uh, I really, I played the marimba, my, um last season for marching band but yeah i'm pretty much a vibe vet- veteran they really need me i see well yeah that's very important don't they call you you're in the pit right mm-hmm. is that what they call it yeah see i still remember my marching band days a little bit um what makes you're also in the marching band yes what makes the marching band and indoor percussion so damn good in dartmouth i honestly think it's a mixture of the instructors themselves and the practices. Like um, last night at our practice, uh, Mr. Angst he got awarded from um, Zildjian. He got this award with the um, two people from Zildjian signing a symbol, and he's hanging them hanging that up in his office. And I think it's um, one of 
one of the best percussion instructors I don't want to say in the world but like it's pretty important and I thought that was really cool of him you don't want to say the world maybe the galaxy I think that's what you're going for (laughs) the universe maybe yeah yeah no he's fantastic and I mean, to think of the sheer number of students who've gone through that program, and not to say everybody, you know, grows up and becomes a, a master percussionist in their life, but boy, do you remember it, right? You can take that, that stuff with you and that discipline. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of discipline, last week, most students in America were enjoying uh, a week off of school. What does February vacation mean if you are an inter-percussion student? It's not really a vacation. We mostly call it Hell Week, and it's the entire <laughs> week we're practicing and practicing for our first show because we, we just have to get it perfect because if we want to be number one, we have to practice every day, all day. Now, all day, meaning how many hours are we going on a day on February Vacation Week? I think the most we've had in one day, probably about 13 hours. I, I would say... in the morning to 9.30 at night, so I guess 12 hours. Wow. And are you completely exhausted by the end of the week? Yes. Do you play the music in your head all the time? I fall asleep to the music. You do. So I hope you like it. I do. I love it. It would be one thing if it was an unpleasant soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have Barbie in there. That's my favorite part. We get to play Barbie, and she comes out, and she dances with all the Ken dolls. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Who's Barbie, by the way? Let's give a shout-out to Barbie. I think all the all the dancers kind of pose as Barbie, but I think Hannah Matus is the main dancer for Barbie. So are you going to miss this band experience when you're gone? I think I will. It's really taught me how to be really organized, and my time management skills have been really good. So hopefully I won't lose that when I leave. Right. Those are good things to have, especially if you're going to college. Mm-hmm. Emerson. Yes. That's great. Thank you. Now... What else, if anything, are we going to miss about our days in Dartmouth? Um, I think my teachers and my friends, the relationships I've built over the years in the Dartmouth school system, I'm probably going to miss them the most. But you'll carry them with you in your heart. Yes. That's the important part. Uh, you're going to live up there? In Boston? Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Really immerse yourself in the culture and all that jazz. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. want the commute. <laughs> yeah. You know, that'll just make you bitter. The awful Boston commute. I think so, for sure. Um, now, I guess, well, I'll, 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 I'll put it this way. Um, Amy, I've lost my train of thought. Okay, help Belle, me. let me help you out. Okay, there's a question that I think that we should ask Abby um, because, you know, as, as some of our listeners might know, we did a whole podcast dedicated to food, particularly some of the food in Dartmouth. And we went over some of our favorite foods. That's or, right. Our not-so-favorite foods. How can I forget? Um, Phil, tell us once again, what is your favorite food? Oh, see, I might have a different answer than I did last time. Oh, you oh, mean my favorite food okay. in general? Uh, chicken of any kind. And well, Amy gets on my case about this, but whatever. Well, I... Okay, because but you eat a lot of chicken. That's like your main food. Yeah, I just had it yeah. an hour ago. Okay. And well, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm vibrant right now. But you might have a different favorite food, you said. You might have a new favorite food. Oh. Is that right? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you just said that you, you might have a, your answer might have changed from the last time. 
I probably did say that. Listen, I say a lot of things, folks. I, I'm curious. Before we go on, what, what did I say? What is my new favorite food? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were. I thought you had just said I might have changed my answer from last time, and so I thought you were going to oh, have something else for us. Listen. But if you uh, don't, that's okay. I was just particularly interested. I don't know how I get myself <laughs> dressed in the morning. Sometimes I'm going to think about that, but. Uh, but I guess where you were going with Abby is what is there a particular location in Dartmouth that you like yeah, to eat so at? So my right? question for Abby is first, what is your favorite food, and then if you have a favorite place in Dartmouth that you like to eat at? Real tough questions <laughs> today. We're really grilling you. Yeah. Well, my favorite food also has chicken in it, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a chicken quesadilla, especially the ones from Faze. I just love them so much. And my favorite place to eat in Dartmouth, I think, probably Lolly's Cafe. It's a really, it's a cute little place, and it just, it serves this really good um, grilled cheese with potato chips and pickles in it, and it's just the most interesting but really good thing. The chips and the pickles are in the sandwich? Yes, with mayonnaise. How have I not tried this? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Lolly's. Mm-hmm. It's like my soulmate right there. <laughs> the sandwich. Um, and speaking of phase, you work, you work at phase as well don't you i do i'm a busser i didn't know that that's awesome are you ever tempted when you're you're busing the tables to you know (laughs) eat the disgusting food that people (laughs) people leave on this on their plates it's a stupid question well oftentimes i serve the food to the people so i see um when i walk by them i see how they eat it and i remember this one lady just sneezing and then then picking up a fry and from that point on i was like no that's that's not how i want my food no 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 i mean listen well she was giving it some seasoning you know for herself i'm sorry we ventured into some weird territory here but doesn't that sound good though that's i mean not the sneezing food but the the grilled cheese that abby mentioned yeah i think that we should add that to our list of things to try okay i think we should do they have um chipotle mayonnaise do you know they might. I don't go there often enough. Okay. That's a very important thing in my life, so I had to ask. Oh, no no question about it. Um, I would, That's reason enough to, I think, uh, stay in Dartmouth and don't go to Emerson. Mm-hmm. The, just, you know, go have that sandwich every day, you know, and then don't have an education and end up, <laughs> you know, broke on the street. Sure I know I s- would love that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I know I spend the majority of my uh, income on uh, food, uh, and, and frivolously so. Uh, you know, I could be a lot more frugal in that department. But if I see something delicious, I'm going to go buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. care how much it is. I completely agree. And as I've said before, um, I buy Thai food every single weekend, at least once a weekend. Um, so we know where most of my money goes to. <laughs> that's it. That's why, that's why we got into journalism is so we can uh, sustain our horrible food habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that anyway. Um, and, uh, okay, so a person like you strikes me as somebody who is constantly on the go and busy and doing things. Um, so what do we do in our downtime if we have any? Oh, my goodness. I think... At some points, I try to watch TV. It's really hard because all these shows are so far, so many seasons, that it's really hard to catch up to anything. But I also like to write my, myself, and I think I really like video games. made some discoveries over the summer, so it's awesome. What's your favorite video game? Oh, man. Um, okay. 
I really, um, it's going to make me sound really nerdy, but I really like the Fire Emblem series. We're all and nerds Mario, here. Of course. Of course. No, that's fantastic. Listen, this is a judge, judgment-free zone. And you want to talk nerdy. We're, we, we, have, we would have a hell of a nerve, you know, trying to put anybody in their place in that department. I tell you that much. Um, oh, I'm sort of jumping around a little bit, but I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the, uh, the band. Is indoor still happening? Are there more shows, or is, is, it, is the season over? Absolutely not. It's I, not over. It's not over until Dayton, Ohio, which we go to during April vacation. So that's another vacation we get to miss, but that's okay. <laughs> it's worth it. That's right. Well, that's the big one. How could I forget, right? The 18-hour bus rides. The two um, potty breaks, like, throughout the whole bus ride. That's fun. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I mean, there's a bathroom on the bus, but no one really wants to use that. Right. Yeah. No, no. That's Wait, embarrassing. So so my question is, does it ever end? Like, does the season actually end? And do you guys, you know, get a solid break? I, I guess it, you know, there are different opinions of what a break would be. I would probably... You know, my opinion would probably be longer than, you know, what yours might be because you're so studious and you're so used to, you know, going from thing to thing and, and whatnot, but. I guess for the band, if if you're a senior like me, as soon as this is over, you're all set to go. You're ready to go to college or spend the summer doing whatever you want. But if you're not, there's still concert band. There's always going to be practices over the summer. There's even last year, there were practices in May and June to get ready for the new season because there are 8th graders coming up who don't, don't even know what's going on, so they have to learn. Wow. But that's, I mean, I think that's why you're all so good by the time you graduate is because so many of you start so early. Were you an 8th grade uh, band person as well? Um, I think right then and there I wasn't because I was so involved in theater. I was really, um, I liked theater and I really liked writing and I guess I just didn't think that I was going to do band in eighth grade, but then I tried it freshman year and I loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. You were hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I always say I went to uh, school on the other side of the tracks in Westport and I remember, um, you know, uh, marching and concert band being a similar experience for me. Um, you know, started in middle school and then and then went all the way through. Obviously, uh, shout out to Westport. I got love for Westport, but we're not on the same level band wise as uh, as Dartmouth, where it's really just a culture. Um, and I mean, you have a lot of a lot of support from the community as well. I've noticed parents, family members, former you know uh, band members, all coming together to pitch in and help. And you get that cool big truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. You put all the instruments in there. And it says Dartmouth on the side. Dartmouth uh, something. What does it say? <laughs> Dartmouth Schools or something? Dartmouth School Music Association? Dartmouth. Yeah, something like that. You're rock stars. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Uh, so what, what, uh, what else should we know about you? What, what else should the community know about, about Abigail Michaud? I wonder. What's your deepest secret? What's your, your biggest fear? Well, right now, I guess you guys kind of know as much as I know about myself. <laughs> That's good. She's playing the cards close to the vest. It's a smart <laughs> thing to do. We don't want anything incriminating on audio here. 
No, uh, I joke because um, uh, Abby is is a very uh, polite and uh, and kind person. Um, also very unassuming, um, and uh, and I can't imagine uh, has uh, any dark secrets um, to share with us. So that's exactly why I make the opposite point. You get where I'm coming from, Amy. I do get it, yeah. Although Abby did point out earlier that we might all have a dark side, so. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we're circling back you to the dark know, side. But no, Abby's great. She's been great to work with here. Um, you can tell that she's learned a lot and has taken in a lot. And like Phil noted, she always has her notebook with her. And she's always, you know, writing everything down. So it's been well, there, you know, obviously there's there's all, you know, everybody comes at an experience like the one you have here from a different perspective, right? Some people might come in and take a back seat, right? Just take it all in and, and, and not really participate. And, you know, you come in, you take everything in, but you're also very engaged in the in the work, which I like, right? You're asking questions. I'm thinking about just the other day at the National Honor Society uh, Valentine's Day Dance at the Council on Aging, for example, I'm out there taking notes. I'm snapping some pictures. I look like a crazy person because who is this guy and what's he doing? But, you know, Abby and I know each other from here, so she took some time away from washing those dishes, <laughs> came over and, 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 like, pointed at my notebook and asked, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is all this stuff? And I thought that was really cool because then I could go back and sort of try to explain anyway the process of putting a feature story together for the newspaper. And I hope I made sense. I don't really remember what I said to you, but you know, it's that kind of questioning that I think uh, shows that you're, you know, really in the in the front seat ready to go and take on the world. That kind of thing, you know? So kudos to you. Um it's been a while since I've been in high school. As you can probably tell looking at me and you know, listening to me. But um, so, you know, what's it, what's it like now to be a high school student in, in the world? What is, I mean, in, just in general about like juggling life and responsibilities and fun and all that stuff? I mean, as everyone knows by now, I'm a band, st- band kid, so that takes up a lot of my time. But taking two APs this year has put um, a little bit of workload on me, combining with band and other activities that I'm up to, but... I think really being a student at Dartmouth High is, I've never really been to another school, so I wouldn't really know, but like, it seems like rewarding in a way, because all the teachers you talk to, they always, they just love talking about their subject, like I I know this one teacher who um, goes on and on and on, but like, he's passionate about it, he loves it, some kids fall asleep while he's talking and you won't even notice, but he just, I the fact that he's so interested in what he's teaching makes me more interested and more committed to his class. Right. You're not one of the kids falling asleep. Oh, God, no, no. And we'll, we'll leave that teacher's <laughs> name out of it, even though you said glowing things about him. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, it happens sometimes. Kids get tired, right? Yeah. The early days haven't helped, so. Yeah. Early. Well, speaking of early days, what time does it start? 7.30 in the morning? Yeah, around that time. Uh, oh, it's horrible. I know, what horrible. time do you guys get to work? <laughs> Uh, we were all out of bed about three o'clock in the afternoon. And no, no. Well, I start my day at ten, but uh, with a recent Sunday story I've been working on um, that that's in um, Roosevelt Middle School. I had to, and plus I live about an hour away, 
So I had to wake up a lot earlier than I usually do um, to be at the school around, you know, 8.15 or so. So that was really hard for me. And then I was thinking, you know, how do the, how do the kids actually get here this early? And, you know, well, they were obviously already there for a little while. But, yeah, I'm used to waking up, you know, around 7.15 or so. I know you, sometimes we, yeah, we, as reporters, we get called to schools to do stories. And you think you're up before anybody else in the world until you arrive at the school and realize that everybody in there has been at work or in class for the last hour and a half. <laughs> and it's only, you know, 8.30 or 9 in the morning. <laughs> you go, oh, so this is what it's like. I forgot. I forgot what it's like to have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and wait for the school bus and, you know, <laughs> get to school just as the sun's coming up. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a killer, but I mean, I was glad to be there as, you know, I was really happy with the story and um, I loved working with the kids, but yeah, wow, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And, you know, and we would be uh, remiss if we, we didn't mention, um, you know, what's been in the the headlines lately. Um, you know, you have now a group of students um, out in, in Parkland, Florida, who are, uh, you know, standing up for gun reform and there's a lot of conversations happening now about school security um in the news every day uh you know just being a a student in a high school right now we have we have voices coming from everywhere on this issue right it's like people talking you know left right and center what's it like being a high school student with all of this stuff playing out in the news um it's heavy stuff to say the very least i'm just uh seeing these kids speak out is kind of inspiring because they're my age and they're actually getting involved and talking to um politicians i think and really um saying how this is an issue and people need to talk about this and not just sit around and it is kind of scary when you think about it we had a scare i think two weeks ago and that got taken care of but still people we all actively think about it and so because of all that, um, our principal had an assembly for each of the grades, and he talked about the Alice training and how we're going to have a training day and because we need to. And I think it's really sad that we have to have a training day. Training, in, in other words, training you know, for the unthinkable. What, what, how would we react in a situation you know, where there was somebody in the building trying to, to hurt everybody, right? Is that what the, the training entails? Yeah. So Alice training is, is more or less security measures, right? What, what do we do? If we don't prepare, then we won't even know what to do. It's, I, I don't want to say it's like a fire drill because it's, it feels a lot more serious, but it's still there, and it's really sad that it, we have to do this now too. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I remember being in school, and, you know, we'd have the fire drills, and, you know, I mean, listen – serious stuff obviously but i remember these 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 drills happening and everybody just sort of had fun with it because oh the fire drill went on let's all go outside and stand around for about five minutes before we can go back into the building now with this stuff happening so frequently um you know i imagine that it takes on some real um the weight that it might not have carried for people before given that, you know, these, like these students in Florida, you know, the, the, the classic line when these things happen is, oh, we didn't think it could happen here. And the reality is it can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll all be smart enough to 
do what we have to do to prevent this kind of thing from happening again. And in part, that entails, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, having students, you know, uh, familiarize themselves with safety procedures in the in the classroom. So, uh, well, you know, thanks for your perspective on that issue, and it's a it's a one that's not going away anytime soon. Um, uh, Amy, uh, you uh, have some information about something coming up in Dartmouth. Uh, pertaining to this, don't you? I do. Not a whole lot of information, but I will say that a school security forum is being planned, um, and that will be on March 7th at 6.30 at the um, high school auditorium. Um, I think that's still being worked out a little bit, but I I am going to have a preview story about that, and I'm sure it will be at the event as well. Um, but I did talk briefly with um, Superintendent uh, Bonnie Gifford, and she thinks that, you know, given um, the latest events and, and what's happened in Florida, that there likely will be a higher attendance than what they may have gotten in the past. And uh, obviously, you want to look for the story. It'll be in the uh, Standard Times print edition and at southcoasttoday.com uh, before the March 7th event, I presume, um, because this is a forum. Is this something that parents will have the opportunity to ask questions, that kind of thing? Or are we, are we still gathering those details? Uh, yes, I have heard that. Um you know, the public parents and students and whoever will have an opportunity to ask questions. Um, you know, people from uh, the, the school will be there. Um, I hear there will be some um, police department presence as well to go over some protocols and, and things like that. Well, uh, stay tuned for information on that. A half hour has come and gone mm-hmm. here at Dartmouth Digest. Do we have any further questioning for our hostage uh, Abby Michaud. Um, Not that I can think of. I mean, I think Abby has done a fantastic job. She's been a pleasure to work with. Um, You know, I think she's covered a lot of bases for us. And, you know, I'm I'm happy to say that she's been our first guest on the show. Yes, a round of applause. (laughs) There you go. The whole crowd's going crazy. Uh, Yeah, Abby, all I can say is thanks thanks for coming in today and hanging with us. You're welcome back. You have an open invitation uh, to be Honorary Dartmouth Digest co-host anytime you'd like. Uh, And uh, once you go off to college, stay in touch with uh, all of us here at the Standard Times and uh, South Coast Today because we're going to miss you a lot. uh, thanks for coming in, and uh, thank you for joining us here on Dartmouth Digest. We'll be back again soon with a brand new episode, more guests, more laughs, more tears, a lot more stuff to talk about. Yeah, and just one more time, let us know how we can find you on social media, Phil. Oh, how did you know I was going to go there? Just just a guess. <laughs> well, um, you can find uh, my Twitter at, at PhilDevittCron, that's P-H-I-L-D-E-V-I-T-T-C-H-R-O-N. Amy? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Amy C underscore SCT. Um, and my first name is spelled A I M E E. You just had to be different. Yeah. Well, and I didn't choose this, actually. My parents did. but You didn't choose the name. The name chose you. Yes. As they say. Yes. Abby, anything you want to plug or promote? I don't really have a Twitter, but if South Coast ever gives me a Twitter, I'll. Be sure to come back on the show just to give the name. Okay, that's fair enough. We'll let you know. And uh, you can find us on Dartmouth Digest at southcoasttoday.com. 
We're uh, all over that site and embedded in uh, some of your favorite stories. Uh, we are also available, uh, among other places, on iTunes for free. You can hop onto your phone, get us on iTunes, hit the subscribe button, and uh, you will uh, have the latest Dartmouth Digest delivered fresh to your mobile device the next time it's available. So that's it for all of us at Dartmouth Digest. And for all of us, I mean the three of us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.